When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hello, you're listening to 5-Minute Folklore with me, Bob Shoy. On this episode, we'll be looking at a classic Russian folklore figure, the villainous Koshay the Deathless. Pronunciation of his name varies from story to story, so I'm going to stick with Koshay for this episode, but you may have heard it said otherwise. For the main story, I'll be telling the well-known tale, The Death of Koshay the Deathless, otherwise known as Maya Marevna, about his run-in with another Russian folklore character, Prince Ivan, the dialogue in the stories on this episode is taken from The Red Fairy Book, the classic 1890 publication, and we'll talk about that and more after the story. So here's today's five-minute folklore. Long ago, there lived a prince named Ivan. He had three sisters, Maya, Olga and Anna. After their parents died, the sisters each went on to marry powerful wizards. Once they had been gone a year, Ivan grew lonely, so set out on his travels to visit them. On the way, he comes across a bloody battlefield, with a whole army lying dead across it. If there be a living man there, let him make answer. A voice speaks up and tells him that they have been slain by the fair princess Morevna. Ivan aims to seek this warrior princess out and rides on. He soon comes to a white tent. It belongs to the princess Marevna. She greets him. Hail, prince. And offers for him to stay a while. If your business be not pressing, tarry a while in my tent. Ivan does so. He stays for two nights and he and the princess grow close. They marry and he travels back to her realm to live with her. They are not back long before Morevna is due to leave and fight again. She leaves Ivan in charge of their home, and before she leaves, tells him, Go about everywhere, keep watch over everything, only do not venture to look into that closet there. And points to an old closet that he has not noticed before. The temptation is too much, and before long, he opens the closet. Inside is a weak-looking man, chained up. Ivan is shocked. The man speaks up. Have pity upon me and give me to drink. Ten years long I have been here in torment, neither eating or drinking. 
My throat is utterly dried up. Ivan quickly rushes for water and comes back with a bucketful. The man drinks the whole thing. A single bucket of water will not quench my thirst. Give me more. Ivan fetches more, and the man drinks three whole buckets in total. He no longer looks weak, and with merely a shake, breaks all twelve of the chains that tie him up, and flees out of the window. A few days later, Ivan is visited by his sister, Maya, and her husband, but he tells them he cannot cannot stay with them. He is worried about his wife, and sets out in search of her. On his journey, he comes across his other two sisters, Olga and Anna, and their wizard husbands, but tells them both that he must must find find his wife, and continues onwards. After many days' travel, he finds Princess Marevna. She runs to him, flings her arms around him in tears. She knows what he has done. Oh, Prince Ivan, why did you disobey me and go looking into the closet, letting out Koshay the Deathless? She says, Forgive me, Maya Marevna. Remember not the past. Much better fly with me whilst Koshay the Deathless is out of sight. Perhaps he won't catch us. And so, they flee together. It does not take long for Koshay the Deathless to catch up with them. He takes Princess Marevna from Ivan and tells him, This time I will forgive you in return for your kindness in giving me water to drink. And a second time I will forgive you. But the third time, beware, I will cut you to bits. And he leaves with the princess. Ivan weeps, but decides he will not give up. He approaches Koshay's home and waits for him to leave, then enters and frees Princess Marevna. They do not get far when Koshay catches up to them. He takes the princess back from Ivan with a final warning. Didn't I tell you that you should not see Maya Morevna? Undeterred, Ivan does the same again and frees his wife. Oh, Prince Ivan! He's sure to catch us and hew you in pieces! She says. Let him hew away. I cannot live without you. Once again, Koshay catches up with them, and this time, as promised, he kills Ivan by cutting him to pieces. Ivan's three brother-in-laws had been watching over him and retrieve his remains. Being powerful wizards, they work together to revive him. They tell him that he will never outrun Koshay due to the magical steed that he rides. Prince Ivan decides that he needs a horse that can match that of Koshay the Deathless, and so tracks down the fearsome witch, Baba Yaga. She begins to test him, but one night while she sleeps, Ivan steals a magical horse from her. He rides to Princess Marevna, and when she sees him, she cannot believe her eyes. She runs to him. By what means has God brought you back to life? Thus and thus, now come along with me. I am afraid, Prince Ivan. If Koshe catches us, you will be cut in pieces again. No, he won't catch us. I have a splendid heroic steed now. And they ride on. Upon finding out what has happened, Koshe the Deathless is furious. I can't stand it, he shouts. I will pursue. He catches up to Ivan and the princess and draws his sword. (gasps) This time, Ivan is prepared to fight. He pulls up his horse, which is even more powerful than Koshe's, and its hoof connects with Koshe's head, cracking his skull. Ivan jumps down and, brandishing a club, 
finishes him off. He then burns Koshe's body on a pyre and scatters the ashes to the wind. Ivan mounts his horse again and Princess Marevna takes Koshe's horse for her own and they return to their home together. I hope you enjoyed that story. There'll be a couple more shorter ones later in the episode, but for now we're going to learn a little bit more about Koshay. Koshe the Deathless is one of the classic Russian folklore stock characters that appear in numerous stories, alongside Maya Marevna, Baba Yaga, and Ivan Tererovic, among others. Koshe's appearance is never fully described in his stories, but he is usually portrayed as a tall, thin, old man. On rare occasions, his height is exaggerated into him being a giant. Despite his looks, he is very strong and cunning, and is famous for kidnapping young women and locking them in his castle sometimes in the form of a tornado. The woman he catches is usually the hero's bride, or in some instances his mother. He is a Tsar and leaves his castle most days to go to war. He is also said to enjoy riding naked on his horse around the Corsicus Mountains. Koshe is a powerful wizard or frost mage, seen as a counterpart to the Baba Yaga, though not quite at her level. Aside from his immortality, his many abilities across the stories that feature him include flight, being able to transform into a storm or a whirlwind, seeing with his eyes closed, smelling the presence of others, and having power over the elements, causing storms and dark clouds to form upon his arrival and appearing under the cover of fog. His horse, which he obtained from Babiaga, is also magical. It is extremely fast and can cover thousands of kilometres at a time. It can also speak and it is actually the horse that informs Koshe of Maya Marevna's escapes and her and Ivan's whereabouts. Aside from Koshe the Deathless, he is also referred to as Koshe the Immortal, Tsar Koshe or Koshe Besmertny. Besmertny being a Russian word which means immortal or deathless. The word kost in Russian means bone, so his name is thought to have derived from that, and is why he's often portrayed as a bony figure. Koshe is also similar to the word for slave or servant in some Slavic languages, and that's koschi or koschi. Nowadays, the word koshe is actually used to describe a tall, skinny old man. There are various spellings and pronunciations. Koshe, as I have been saying, is a common one, but he's also often called Koshai, Koschai, Koshe, Koshai, Kashche, etc. There's lots of ways that his name has been pronounced over the years. Well, 
Although the most famous story involving Cochet is the one I told at the beginning, where he meets a swift demise at the hands of Prince Ivan, other stories play more on his immortality, where he is told to be much harder to kill. The rumours of Cochet's immortality told that there was only one very difficult way to kill him. His soul had been separated from his body and placed inside the eye of a needle. The needle was placed inside an egg, which was placed inside a duck, and the duck was placed inside a hare, which was finally placed inside an iron chest. The chest had been buried beneath the roots of a large oak tree on an island in the ocean. Cochet would remain immortal as long as his soul was safe. Even if someone were to finally locate the chest, dig it up and open it, the hare would jump out and run away at great speed. If you caught the hare and killed it, the duck would then fly out of it into the sky. Killing the duck and retrieving the egg would finally grant you power over Koshe. He would become weak. If the egg was thrown about, so too would Koshe, against his will. If the egg was broken and the needle snapped, then Koshe would die. This separating of the soul into other objects is thought by many to be the inspiration for Voldemort's horcruxes in the popular Harry Potter books and films. Other versions say that the needle containing his soul must be snapped against the forehead of Koshe himself. In Slavic culture, eggs can be used as a dual symbol of life and death, and are often left at funerals. Sometimes merely breaking the egg is enough to defeat him, and in one story the egg is thrown directly at his forehead, killing him. Some very early Koshe stories have him killed by his own magical horse. The chest, which I described as iron, is also sometimes told as being either crystal or gold. The island where the chest is buried is usually said to be Buyan Island. Buyan Island is a magical island that occasionally appears in various Russian folklore stories. It is said that a sacred stone sits on the island and marks the centre of the universe. If you find that stone, then you will be granted happiness for as long as you live. Many real places have been thought of as the basis of Buyan Island over the years, including Rugen, Gothland, Bornholm and Skansi in the Baltic Sea. But it's more commonly thought of as Berezan or Korsitsa, which lie on the Black Sea and Dnieper River respectively. An interesting reading on the split soul is that the duck and the hare represent all animals and the tree represent plants, and the island on the water is the earth and the sea. Therefore to kill Koshe, you must destroy the world itself. This kind of reading can also interpret the oak tree that the chest is buried under as being the world tree. Sometime between 1855 and 1863, inspired by Grimm's fairy tales, Alexander Afanasyev published a collection of stories titled Russian Fairy Tales. This is where the story of the death of Koshe the Deathless was first collected. This also included a version of the Frog Princess, which included Koshe. The death of Koshe the Deathless was then collected again by Andrew Lang in the Red Fairy Book, published in 1890, which was part of his 25-volume story collection known as Andrew Lang's Coloured Fairy Books. There are so many appearances of Koshe across media, so I'll just run through a few of the more prominent ones. 
two classic Soviet films to feature him are 1945's Cash Che the Deathless and 1967's Fire, Water and Brass Pipes. The 2011 book Deathless by Catherine Valenti is a retelling of the death of Koshe the Deathless story, but set in 20th century Russia. He appears as Baba Yaga's slave in the Mike Mignola Hellboy comic series, and eventually spun off into his own series titled Koshe the Deathless. He also appears as a character in the MMORPG game RuneScape. More classically, he is the villain of the 1910 Igor Stravinsky ballet The Firebird, and the focus of the 1902 opera Kashche the Deathless by Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov. As mentioned before, many think him to be part of the inspiration for the character of Voldemort from the Harry Potter series. He is also thought of as one of the inspirations for the Lich character type that has appeared in many examples of fantasy fiction. Russian illustrator and stage designer Ivan Bilibin painted many depictions of Russian folklore characters, including a very famous piece from 1900 of a naked Koshay on horseback. And I'll make sure to post images of that on the 5 Minute Folklore Facebook page and on my Twitter as well. In my version of the death of Koshay the Deathless, Ivan bought him three buckets of water to bring him back to health, though some others tell that as twelve buckets. Also, for time, I cut down a few sections of the story, mainly the section where Ivan visits the Baba Yaga to acquire a magical horse of his own, so I'm going to tell that section as its own story now. Prince Ivan tracked down the fearsome witch, Baba Yaga, in search of a magical horse that could match that of Koshay the Deathless. On his way, he met, in turn, a bird, a bee, and a lioness. He did a good deed for each, and they promised to help him when the time arose. When he arrived at the Baba Yaga's house, he could see it was surrounded with poles, each with a human head stuck on top, except for one. Nevertheless, Ivan entered the house. I have come to earn from you an heroic steed. She told him that he would have to serve her for three days, taking care of her mares. Only then would she award him with a magical steed of his own, and that, if he fails her, he will find his head upon the empty pole around her home. Ivan agreed, I agree. and went to tend to Baba Yaga's mares. Once they were out in the meadow, all of the mares ran away in all directions. In despair, Ivan wept and went to sleep on a nearby rock. At the end of the day, he was awoken by the bird he had helped earlier, who told him that he should not worry, and that the mares were all at the home of the Baba Yaga. Prince Ivan returned and heard the Baba Yaga shouting at the mares, asking why they came home. The mares told her that they were chased back by birds. The next day, Ivan set out to tend to the mares again, but as before, they all dispersed, this time into the thick forests around the meadows. Ivan wept again and slept on the same rock. This time he was awoken by the lioness, telling him that the mares had returned home once again. Prince Ivan heard the Baba Yaga shouting at the mares again. This time they told her that they were chased back by the beasts of prey which dwelt within the forests. The third and final day, the mares fled from Ivan again, into the sea. The bee visited him as the sun was beginning to set 
and told him that, as before, the mares had returned. The bee also told him that he should not let the Babiaga see him today, and that he should steal the sorry-looking horse that is kept in the stables. Prince Ivan snuck back into the stables and heard the Baba Yaga shouting and the mares telling how they were chased back by bees. Ivan waited until the Baba Yaga was asleep and quietly saddled the horse that the bee had told him about. He left and galloped away as fast as he could. To escape, he had to cross a large, fiery river. But he had been gifted a magical handkerchief by Princess Marevna that, when waved three times, could manifest a bridge. He did so, and crossed with ease. On the other side, he waved the handkerchief only twice, and the bridge became weak and thin. The Baba Yaga had noticed his absence and took off in pursuit. She came to the bridge and raced across it, but it collapsed when she was halfway, and she fell into it, meeting a cruel death. Prince Ivan fattened up the new horse on the meadow grass on the way to Princess Marevna, and it became the heroic steed that he needed. The good deeds that Ivan did in that story for the bird, bee and lioness were to not eat a chicken, honeycomb and lion cub that he had come across on his journey, despite being weak from hunger. Koshe also spent three days with the Baba Yaga, learning from her and earning his own magical horse. The Baba Yaga is one of the most well-known characters from Russian folklore and has many stories of her own, but those are for another time. For someone with the title Deathless, Koshay is killed in many of his stories, so perhaps his being immortal is more tied to his immortality within storytelling itself. He dies in many stories, only to reappear in others. There are so many more stories involving the characters I've talked about today, so I would definitely like to revisit them in the future at some point. For now, I have the first 12 episodes planned out before a short break. If you have any suggestions for what you'd like to hear after that break, and I've had some really good ones already, so thanks to those of you who have sent them in. You can contact me at 5minutefolklore at gmail.com. You can also just drop me a message there to say hi. For everything else, just go to 5minutefolklore.com where you'll find links to the various social medias. As of the release of this episode, I'll be launching the 5 Minute Folklore Patreon, so you can support the show for as little as the equivalent of $1 a month, and that's going to really help me continue doing this and give me more time to research and put these together, which I really enjoy doing. Uh, so you can search that out or you can go to patreon.com slash 5minutefolklore and there will also be a link to that on the website as well. You can also help me out for free by leaving a rating and a review via iTunes. Music this week, under the main story I used three different songs, an instrumental version of the traditional Russian song Evushka that was performed by Terem Quartet, the 1908 Russian waltz Tosca, and the song The Bogatir by Derek and Brandon Fichter, who are great and have lots of amazing songs on YouTube based on musical styles from all over the world. I also used another song by them called Russian Winter during the rest of the show. Finally, under the story with Ivan and the Baba Yaga, I used a section of the classical music piece by Mussorgsky, Pictures at an Exhibition Number 9, The Hut on Hen's Legs, Baba Yaga. Also, thanks to Rick Dove, Charlie Taylor and Luke Martin for voices on this episode. 
and thanks to you for listening. Earlier in the show, I mentioned the opera Kashchi the Immortal by Rimsky-Korsakov. To play us out, this is a recording from that from 1948. It's a section of Act 1, Scene 1, Part 4. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.